Well, hey, everybody, it's Chad and Brandon and friends. This time, this is uh, episode 21 of Unfinished People. 21, we, baby. Yeah, we are actually all in the same place, but not in the same rooms, except for our friends here. Let's let's go around. Um, for those who usually are just used to listening to Brandon and me, uh, we brought some more of our dear friends. Um, and so we'll just kind of go around and introduce. And I think let's start with the uh, the person who has been friends with Brandon the longest. Oh, good night. I knew who that is. I'm the one that's the um, very fortunate to know Brandon for you know longest. Uh, full name, full name. Sammy Gondola. Elias. Uh, well, <laughs> you want it in, in English or Spanish? No. Spanish. Samuel Samuel Elias Gondola. Sammy Gondola. All right. You um, you have known Brandon since college days, and we used to play together and worship. Band Rock and all star that baby. Oh yeah. So yes, that's me. <clears throat> Nice. All right. And then, Dano, I think you're going to be next, right? Yeah. So, Daniel Olson. And, uh, yeah, I kind of first got connected with Brandon as a college student. He was my college pastor and um, have been on staff with Brandon and Chad both. And now get to serve with Chad at Pleasant Valley and gl- glad to be here. Mm-hmm. And you already know me. I'm the next in line as far as knowing Brandon. But, uh, Carl, go ahead. Yeah, I, I've known Brandon the least. Thank goodness. And <laughs> I'm just playing. We love Brandon. He was my college pastor, too, for one year. Not even a full year. Just for a little bit. And then Daniel took over. So Daniel was a good buddy of mine. And Chad's been uh, my head pastor for a long time. And so, yeah. Yeah. So, Brandon, you you came up with the idea for kind of this topic um, and even mentioned a long time ago, hey, it'd be fun to do something different. Um, so talk a little bit about just your thoughts on getting all of us together on this podcast and uh, what are we talking about today? Yeah, there's something sweet, like when we talk about like discipleship, you know, a lot of times we think of it in terms of people were like ministering to you, not always within like a friendship group, you know? So it's like going, how can we talk about how we have discipled each other? You know, even though we, some of us know each other from different angles and different perspectives and different lengths of time, it's just the journey of friendship and following Jesus is really one of disciple making, you know, maybe not intentional, like, Hey, Daniel's my friend. I'm discipling him. It's like, no, we're just doing it as we're following Jesus together. And, and so this has been something like this trip that we're on, we've been doing this for goodness. I don't know how long. This is, this is the fourth, fourth time maybe. Yeah. Fourth. Yeah. Together with all of us. Mm -hmm. And it has just been sweet because it's, it's also a time where we come together and just kind of share the highs and lows of what the Lord is doing in our hearts and lives and families and ministries and, and so I think it's just like what what was going to be interesting was just like how how can we just like share some stories of like how we've encouraged each other as friends to keep following Jesus in because we've all been like in different seasons when we come like sometimes like someone's in like a really sweet season and sometimes when we come here like on Florida or, or when we connect someone's in a low and we need someone else to point us to Jesus so it's just It'd be kind of fun just to have these conversations to just like how we've encouraged each other, how we stimulated someone or each other to go after Jesus. I love the 
way I have been shaped by all four of you, um, and each in different ways. Um, the trip Brandon mentioned, we started, we realized that, uh, and not that we don't go to conferences ever, but you pay all this money to go to a conference uh, for professional development to learn something, Christian conference, and it's like a big deal. You pay for the travel, you pay for the conference, you pay for the food and hotel and all that stuff. And then we realized that what we really loved was being the Lord, putting something on our hearts, hearing somebody speak or worship was amazing. And then you go out to eat and you sit up late at night in a lobby, use a hotel lobby because hotel rooms are dumb. Um, and you talk and we, and so we were like, what if we cut out all the other expensive stuff of the conference and all the going to the schedules and just did this. And so we've been doing this for the last few years and it is one of my favorite things. Um, I thought today I was walking and I thought about the four of you and a scene from Hamilton came to my mind. Uh, has everybody seen Hamilton? Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah. Brandon hasn't seen it yet. He's okay. So there's this really great scene. Um, and no statements here, or geopolitical whatever's on any nation or whatever. I'm just more the moment in Hamilton where they're all, um, you know, raise a glass, raise a glass to freedom. And it's this like, just really like here are these brothers together and they'll tell the story of tonight. Someday they'll tell the story of tonight. We're in this together. And then I shifted to four friends uh, in the Old Testament who found themselves in a moment of needing to make a decision to defy a king and worship Jesus instead. And so, you know, working title for this podcast, episode 21, is Friends in the Fire, because I think there's just something. There's something about being in relationship with, with all of you and my own walk that's like, I am glad to be here at this time in history and at this place to um, just, yeah, make decisions together to say we're in it. We are going to follow him. It's a really unique thing. And it goes beyond even like worldly stuff of being in battles and whatever you're fighting for a cause, like to be a part of the kingdom of God and to say, Hey, we're going to stand together. Um, yeah. But I love that. So let me just pitch a question and uh, Dan, I'll throw it to you first. Um, how has your friendship with the people on this podcast um, and your own walk with Jesus been sharpened, challenged, bothered, how, whatever way you want to say, like what, what, what are some ways that God has used these friendships to do that in your life? It's hard to narrow down to just one thing, but I think in general, when I think about, well, we get to experience together. First of all, I'm just incredibly grateful because I think there's a lot of people, you know, you talk about going to conferences and stuff. There's people out there that will spend gobs and gobs of money to try to get a shred of what we get to experience as friends, you know, mm -hmm. and just, they're trying to get coaching or whatever. And it's been so the, the relationships that we share has been so instrumental in my life. I think, you know, even <clears throat> as silly as, and maybe self-promoting to this podcast as it seems, even just listening to you and Brandon talk on this podcast, those things rattle around in my brain and the Holy Spirit uses those conversations. One of the things you talked about too is, is you know, even coming on this trip and having moments to um, 
just talk about what has, you know, what's God doing, but also like what's just been hard and Mm -hmm. just getting to share that stuff and speak in a, in an environment that's safe and you can speak candidly. You don't have to give all these qualifiers (laughs) and just talk about like, man, this has just been hard and I feel in process and I'm sharing these things and I can't tie it up in a nice tidy bow for you. And I just love the, that we can experience that together. And it, and for me, it really has, um, and then obviously we all do that outside of this time as well, you know, like popping in each other's offices or phone calls, text messages. Mm-hmm. And so None I just of you guys like, pop in my office. <laughs> well, <laughs> it takes like, too long to get there. It's a flight away. Yeah, Come on. Away. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's just th- those kind of things are invaluable because, um, I think the real, uh, the real uh, arena for discipleship to happen is in relationships. And so Mm -hmm. if we, if you want to grow in Jesus, it happens and those things are formed in the soil of relationship. And so it's, it's really the, especially these friendships and, um, and then in others, like those are the places that stuff, the stuff really happens. It's not just me, intellectually trying to work through this stuff in my own head. It's me being able to share and pray with each other. Um, and certainly, you know, we give, we can get wise counsel from one another and stuff, but more than anything, like some of the most helpful stuff is just having people alongside you that are like, Hey, yeah, it is hard. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, I've been there too. That, that is tough. And we're just going to trust Jesus with it. And so those things have been invaluable for me for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. One of the yesterday's um, thinking about going into this conversation, Jude verse 20 um, in 21 and 22 and 23 um, <laughs> were kind of the verses, the whole Bible that, that, like, that just made me kind of like, just go, man, this, this has been good is like, but you dear friends, as you build yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, wait expectantly for the mercy of the Lord Jesus and have mercy on those who waver, save others by snatching them from the fire and have mercies on other, on others with fear, even hating the garment that's defiled by the flesh. You know, it's just like thinking about that and like how this time is instrumental in, in building up ourselves in the faith. Like that Mm -hmm. is our responsibility and you can't do that. Like you legitimately cannot do that alone. Right, you you need to be able to engage with other people to build up one another. But the part that I loved the most was have mercy on those who waver, and I think that's where friendships really help in that mm-hmm. area. Even though, like, obviously in this context, like those maybe on the fringe or dealing with doubt, but it's like we're able to come in and just be like, "Man, I'm wrestling with this. I'm really struggling with this. I, I don't. God just seems to be distant here, or this is hard in my marriage, or this is hard in my job." Like. In that sense, where like friends were able to borrow, borrow each other's faith, for lack of better words, mm-hmm. in, in the midst of that, where someone to speak into that. And so, um, man, like Carl or Sammy, like I would love, like, just share with us a little bit of like how, like, maybe one of us, uh, you know, here or how you've seen um, that play out in your own life where someone's just like, was there extending love and mercy to you when there was a moment of wavering? Yeah, I, f- I feel like um, I've had the incredible benefit of experiencing this so much, so much over the course of my, uh, you know, 10-year faith, just around that now. Um, 
with Daniel. I, I've got to um, be in his office again and again and again. And then we ended up sharing an office when I was brought on to staff. And it was just so fun because I would come into the office and I was just so raw. Like just to give y'all some perspective, when I gave my life to the Lord, I was convinced that God loved me. He, he loved me and I knew nothing else. Like it was just like, God loves me and it's incredible. And then once I started to recognize like the sinfulness in my life and all of this other stuff, I was just a wreck and a mess. And I knew I didn't know what to do. And so I would come to Daniel all the time and be like, Daniel, I did it like this and that is going on in my life. And it was just so fun because for years, I mean, I like literally for like a handful of years, I was just able to be with, uh, be with him in his office, having that pour out. Um, and just, it was just so great because I feel like he, I got to see his faith and how he viewed it, how he came alongside me and added dignity to my life. I love that that's something that Jesus does. You see that again and again and again with people who had their dignity taken from them. He adds dignity to them. But I also um, experienced that, I feel like, a good amount with Chad. We have sometimes that I've come to him in different conversations, and he's been able to speak like very pointedly, almost like prophetically into different areas of my life and give me perspective that I that I needed. And I also, um, just like a cool little fact, actually, I the first time I felt the call to be a pastor was with uh, Brandon was uh, one time when he was uh, speaking a message. And I remember I felt like God was like, I want you to do that. And I was like, uh, maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I really don't want to, but yeah. And so I'm also a frequent visitor in Sammy's office. And so, <laughs> so I feel like I've experienced it a ton. So this uh, this retreat is, is uh, more of the same for me. <laughs> and um, for me... I mean, when I think of friendships and um, the, just to give a little background, you know, I'm, I'm from Panama originally, uh, grew up, born and raised, moved to the U.S. when I was 22 and left everything. I mean, I left friends, dear friends from, from like childhood and um, my family, my brothers, I have two older brothers and we are close. We're not like just kind of like, oh, we're just brothers because we were born in the same family. Like we're really close. And um, I didn't know anybody when I came, uh, very little. And when I moved to, went to college in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and then through a friend got to know uh, Brandon, we became really good friends. And then he introduced me to all of you guys through that friendship. And um, with Brandon and Chad, it's been a real blessing because of um, the ability that they have to to really believe in me, in they've both been my bosses, uh, and Chad is my current boss, and uh, Brandon was my boss, um, and just to say like, hey, you can do this, but no, my insecurities <laughs> and like, for example, like preaching now, like, no, I can't do that. I just sing and I go on mission trips. Like I, <laughs> I just you know, sing and I travel. And That's I it. <laughs> <laughs> but like to preach and to to really dive into the word and just been a huge encouragement that, hey, with my insecurities and my fears, just like, hey, God wants to use your voice. God wants to hmm. um, use your your 
background, your experience, where you come from, who you are, how he wired you. So then, then friendships that have really, really empowered, empowered me. And I just, I'm just so, so thankful and blessed. Mm. And when I was thinking about this, this topic, talking about friendship, um, I just, the, the scripture that came to mind was Ecclesiastes 4, 9 um, to 12 says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their efforts. For if either falls, his companion can lift him up. But pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. Mm. And if two lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one person alone keep warm? And if someone empowers one person who can resist him, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And that is a verse that is typically used in weddings when two are coming together as one with the Lord in the middle. Um, but it's really about friendship mm -hmm. and the friendships that we have are made us stronger uh, in the Lord. And so I'm just so thankful for you guys. I So here's what I'm thinking about too. Um, people will listen and you know, and Daniel, you kind of brought it up there at the beginning. They'll, they'll be listening and they'll be like, man, I want friends like this and I don't have them. And why is it so hard? And we've actually talked about this in a couple of their podcasts. And I think it's a, there's a reason the friendship thing comes up again and again in loneliness. Um, so it, this is to anybody. Um, what do you say to somebody who says, you know what I am? I'm really lonely. And, and I, I would love to have friends like this. I don't, I don't know how to do this. Like what, and this is also bringing into the conversation, the fact that it actually is kind of hard to make friendships in the church. <laughs> it's difficult. Um, and so I just, I don't know, like my heart just immediately was like, Hmm, I wonder who's listening, who, who might be like, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. That sounds cool. That sounds awesome too. And how do I do that? Anybody got any thoughts to speak to those folks? Yeah. I wish that it was just easy to be like, well, here's steps one, two, and three to make good friends. <laughs> and, um, I guess my, cause, cause I was thinking, I'm thinking the same thing, Chad. And that's why I just say I'm so grateful is because mm -hmm. I don't feel like I did anything to earn this or deserve this, you know, it's really just where God's placed me. And I, you know, and so I'm grateful for that. But I do think a couple things that we can do is we can, we can pray and ask the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think he, he gives us an awareness. Sometimes, sometimes we're just super busy and wrapped up in our own lives and just in like, um, you know, just in our, our schedule and our to-do list and stuff that we yeah. don't even maybe notice some of the people around us who would be those kind of good and safe friends. But the other thing about friendship is that I think it's, it's something you have to continually fight for. And a lot of times what happens, I think is people like naturally to form a deep friendship with somebody, you have to go through some moments of conflict and somebody's, you know, somebody's feelings are going to be hurt. Somebody's going to respond poorly. You're going to hit somebody's kind of rough edges. And unfortunately what happens a lot of times is that th at that moment, people will just kind of pull the ripcord and just they be bail. like, I, I, yeah. I'm eject out of this. And, um, and so I think you have, you kind of have to fight for it. And, and, and I think all I can do personally is I can be the one who goes first in being that, that 
unconditionally loving and, and safe friend to somebody else. And, and hopefully by my conduct, I can start to cultivate a culture, even just between me and one other person of this safety and this friendship. And I can, I can go first. I can convey to them, Hey, this is what this friendship is going to be like. And when we have hard things going on, we can share that. And we're, you know, and we're going to keep it confidential or we're going to, we're not going to jump down one another's throats and bang each other over the head with the scriptures, but we're going to minister to one another. We're going to walk alongside each other and encourage one another in, in the spirit. So some of those things, I think we can, those are some of the things you can practically do, but at the, at the same time, there's no just magic formula to all of a sudden make this other like best friend or this group of best friends appear. Yeah. So, uh, I love how you approached it, Daniel. I love how you approach this topic of friendship. It's like super important right now. I think people are more lonely than ever. They feel really alone. And even if like, I have some college students that I work with that deeply resonate with the statement that like, have you ever been in a room full of people, but you felt alone? And that is such a common experience nowadays. And so uh, this this topic of friendship is is really important. And yet I love that you rooted it right away by saying, um, let's just start by praying and, and asking the Lord. I think that's so important because uh, we also are in a day and age that's obsessed with, um, you know, like self-help or like biohacking, even to like make your, your bodily experience of life better. And so like they're just people trying to chase their best life in missing God, missing the purpose of it. And so uh, I think the best advice I can give um, would lead you to friendships that root you in, in Christ. And so, yeah, for sure, number one, pray about it. Ask the Lord to bring some people into your life, a Jonathan, right? You know, like bring bring some good friends, some encouraging friends that'll draw you closer to the Lord. But I do have... Uh, you know, like Daniel said, we can't control everything, but I've kind of three things that popped into my mind uh, right away. The first one is time. You need to be able to commit time uh, on a very frequent basis if you want an intimate friendship, right? Number two is honesty. And this is where it's it's tricky because people don't usually trust each other right away. Um, and they feel like they have to perform for other people or, or, you know, like try to, they're, they're looking at other people trying to see what they think of them. And, um, but I think one of the best ways to start, uh, seeing if you can have a deep relationship with someone is just by giving them a measure of honesty. And three, um, is expectations. Like that's, uh, the number one cause of like, uh, disgruntled marriages or like, or, or relationships. And really like, I think, when you go into a relationship, it's important to recognize it's you're you're just one entity, and when you it's it's actually like a really beautiful thing because when you begin a relationship with somebody else, they are a full, whole, eternal being that has a soul and a history and a path and joys and sorrows and a certain type of humor and all that. And they bring that into it. And so when we jump into relationships, it's important that we don't try to impose our expectations, but rather we see what's there and see what we can become together. It's like a, it's a, a joining, a melding. A, and um, so I think it's just important to leave some expectations at the door and instead just enjoy that person, not seeing like, what can I gain from them or what can, you know, but just like, who is this person and how can I experience joy and richness in, in relationships. So 
This is one of the things I've learned over the years. Um, it was just honestly how profound the insight is that we have in Genesis 3 of what happened once Adam and Eve sinned and their eyes were open and and they noticed they were naked and they hid and sewed fig leaves. And it's just like, and it's not just, and we always just think of that as like they hid and sewed fig leaves primarily to hide from God and hide their shame from God, but it's also between each other. And, and so um, shame and getting close to people was always a huge thing for me. Why there's not a lot of like, a, there's not a long trail of friendships in my life is because I usually kept people at a distance because I was, <laughs> I didn't want to be naked and exposed. Like there was always a sense of shame and like, I wanted to control the intimacy. And so that, that definitely affected a lot of friendships. And so, because I believed um, that people wouldn't want to be my friend, which sounds so, so weird. It's, it's like, like, I honestly believe that like, there's, why would they want to be my friend? And so like, well, if I believe that, then I'm not going to pursue that. And I think that's where I would first encourage those who do think that way. Be like, actually, you'd be surprised people do want to be your friend. It, it's going to take a little bit of a risk to lower the wall of self-preservation of mm-hmm. fear in that and, and do it in, and do it in steps, you know? And I think, cause sometimes we just go, you know, like, oh crap, now I got to go share everything with everybody all the time. And it's like, no, don't like you, it's a journey, you know? And, and I feel like Chad, like for you and I, like our friendship really took a, a, a deeper depth when we were on our sabbatical together, at least for me, because yeah, like I was going through some crap and it was just like, just having to share that and then to be like, wait, he's still here. He, he didn't like, he didn't, he didn't just run away, you know, like I believed he would and, and just being like, okay, you know, like that's, that's part of it. So it's like you journey into that, that level of like tearing down your own walls. But at the same time, I think it's appropriate to like, Carl, you brought it up. So I'm not trying to be a protagonist, but it's, it's like, um, when you mentioned time, it's just like, I think there's an appropriate balance to that because it's like. Like I'm not the type of guy in the way I'm wired to be constantly on the phone with someone weekly or every other day or going out on the events. And like, as, as I was just sharing with you all last night, I'm like, life's hard right now because there's not a lot of time to do anything. And so I think there's like appropriate expectations. Cause I think at the same time for those who are a little bit more introverted and to themselves, kind of like me. It's like when you hear friendship, you're just thinking, oh crap, now I have to talk and do this all the time and all the time and all the just like no, there's there's a give and take to it, you know, but it's just like there there is though, you you do have to invest in the time. And it's just mm-hmm. like in that time you do have, especially like for me with you guys, you know, even though we're all here together in Florida, I live now in Texas, you guys are still up in Minnesota. It's like the time isn't the same as you guys have. And so the time that we do get has to be very intentional and yeah. like high quality. Right. So like, like I think there's, there's a balance into that, but if anything, like I just want to say is like realize that our sin nature wants us to hide from each other mm-hmm. because we're ashamed 
and and people do want to be your friend and so just move towards that and, and just be willing to tear down that wall that we tend to build yeah. and the only way to get through is is honestly with relationships because they're the only ones that can like affirm trust and affirm that you're not a monster or affirm all of the lies that you believe. So this topic of, uh, so everybody has that part where your initial beginning of a friendship, like this person is fun to hang out with. Um, this is like, we, we understand each other. There's common ground. I like being with them. And then you hit, and this is the Daniel, you mentioned it. I think Carl too. And Brandon, like this, you get to this place where something happens like time isn't the expectation of time doesn't happen. Or, um, you know, Carl, you were kind of mentioning like you're, you play this role and you're like, Oh shoot, this other person isn't playing that role. (laughs) Like just the different expectations of where people are. Um, and I think this place of going, through this, the desert part of, cause I've totally done, I remember doing that. Like these people, none of you guys, but way back when I was less mature, <laughs> but these like, <laughs> you know, like these people are, this person is not really a friend. They are not calling me back or they are not responding the way I am responding to them. And so forget this. And so that I think getting through that and believing the best, um, but also, Sometimes just having those moments where it's like, man, that wasn't exactly what I wanted to happen here in this friendship. And maybe I'll say something about it. Maybe I won't, but I will push through and continue to be like Christ kind of, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how to say it, but I feel like it's really key. Like it's a, it's an important part of um, mutual community and Taking a little bit of taking up your cross too in friendships. I don't know. I was just gonna say because that's the part that like hit me with that passage in Jude was show mercy to. Yeah, and, and I think in friendships that's that's it because everybody's on their own journey and the Holy Spirit and the Lord is unpacking things and everybody's discovering things about themselves and circumstance. And I think there are moments where it's like, man, I need to show mercy to my friend, mm-hmm. you know, or. It, or whatever context that is my spouse or whatever. It's like in those hard moments, like you need to show mercy. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of the, a lot of times, like a lot of our conversations about relationships, even in the church just revolve around marriage. Um, And like Sammy brought up that passage uh, about the strand of three chords and like tend to be in the context used in the context of marriage or like, First Corinthians 13, using the context of marriage. Um, but these are all just follower of Jesus passages. <laughs> these are all yeah. friendship passages about, you know, not ho- hoping all things, um, not, not demanding my own way, mm-hmm. uh, not keeping a record of wrongs. Like these are all things that are a part of experiencing and it's it's it when you read these kind of things it's like that's something that i want to receive but i think it's important that in friendship we recognize i don't have i don't have any control over this other person the way that they behave or the way they they respond um i can't control that although i wish i could sometimes and oftentimes my sin will lead me to do things that are manipulative to try to control this other person um but in Christ, by the Holy Spirit, 
he can renew my mind to actually to display the kind of love that he has first given to me that I could, I can extend that to somebody else. And so uh, that, that is so key, I think in, in relationships. And it's part of the reason why, um, you know, we experience the kind of friendship that we experience is because all of us are imperfect. All of us to be very on the nose, all of us are unfinished and we give each other the space to be in that, in that place. Um, and we like, we all give each other the safety to make a mistake, to say something dumb that we maybe wish, like, I wish I could take that back, um, to do, to have those moments. And then we don't jump down each other's throat about it. We're not like, we don't feel like we're walking on eggshells with one another. And there's also the kind of love that we share that if something was, you know, extra hurtful, something was very out of line. We would Mm. talk about it. I was fortunate to, you know, be the recipient of people who went first in that in my life. And now, you know, and now get to experience that with all of you and hopefully am imitating those things that I've received from Jesus and from others. Um, so it, it, it is a big deal. And that's why I said it earlier, like, it's important that we have the expectation sometimes that we are sometimes the ones that need to go first in that mm-hmm. we can't always expect other people to do that. I was thinking of the the fact that all of us are friends because of Jesus, like mm-hmm. because we came to the Lord, because we are part of the church, because we are part of the family of God. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't because Jesus brought me to you guys. Um, and just to keeping that friendship with Jesus as the foundation of all friendships, because when people fail us or disappoint us or whatever, um, we don't we're, we don't fall apart, and we're not like, oh my gosh, I don't have any friends. Like you know, Jesus is still there. He is the ultimate, the ultimate friend, um, and just something to just keep in mind that he needs mm-hmm. to stay as the the ultimate foundation. So we don't fall apart when people fail us or when our friends say something that we, that hurt us or whatever, that we have him. So, yeah. Yeah. One, I, one other I, thing I'll add to is I was just reflecting on my own experience of friend friendships and how those have developed is oftentimes like um, mentoring and discipleship relationships can become really sweet friendships because I, you know, just even going back uh, with my own dad, like growing up, obviously you have a certain kind of relationship with your father. And now that I'm grown up, like him and I, him and I share a really sweet kind of friendship. Now, Brandon, uh, was my college pastor and poured so much into me and was such a huge influence and mentor in my life. And now, um, and, and continues to be, but there's a little bit more of a of a peer kind of thing. And Carl was somebody that I discipled and mentored. And now we experience such close uh, and sweet friendship together. So sometimes friendships start as I'm just pouring my life into this person. And, um, and again, what a beautiful way for you to kind of create a culture of this is, this is what this relationship is going to be like. And Ooh, you did something wrong. And I was, I was even just talking to you about this before. Um, chat about how those like even with Brandon just having Mm -hmm. some moments where he would be like hey dude 
when you did that, that was not okay. And (laughs) you know, those were just sweet moments because it was hard. Uh, like I was, I was confronted by my sinful choices. Um, but done in such a beautiful and encouraging and hopeful way from Brandon. And it it just, again, I think that's a great way. Sometimes, uh, you're sometimes friendships don't always start as peer to peer. It can also start as a, (laughs) as a mentorship or discipleship kind of relationship. I think we talked about this not too long ago, Chad, in, in another episode, but like, you know, a friend loves at all times there through adversity and, and my wife and I just kind of went through just a, a disagreement and, and it was kind of a, like a triggering thing that triggers a little bit of my past. And, and, and so I love the fact that she knows our friendship at such a level that she was even, um, able to call you and just be like, Hey, can you pray for Brandon? Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just like a real sweet thing, even that side and. And obviously I didn't know, you know, that she called you before we talked, but it was just like, oh, you know, but it was just like, it was, there was a sweetness to that. Um, Because like, if you were to, if I were to go back, you know, 15 years ago, there's like that wall of self-preservation would have been up. I would have not have trusted people in adversity or at least not to the rawness of it is, you know, but like, I'm the type of person that's like, I need to kind of go through the fire with someone in order for that person to become a good friend, if that makes sense. It's like, Mm -hmm. I think that is just a little bit of the way I'm wired. I'm more of the, I have three, four friends instead of like 500, you know, like that's just, that's not me. Um, The question I wanted to ask was like in the frame of second Timothy of when Paul was exhorting Timothy, reminding him to fan into flame. And sometimes like, that sometimes there's some seasons where it's like, man, I don't have the breath inside of me to fan it into flame. I don't have the energy. So how have you seen each other fan into flame your giftings? Like maybe like Mm. it's, it's been like dwindling out. You're like, I just don't know. But then like, you know, one of us, the Lord is used to fan into flame the gifting or the calling that he's placed on you. I mean, mine's easy. Uh, I was not expecting to be doing what I'm doing. <laughs> and I did not see it. And just close I was, your I did not set that up on a T just for that. No, I no, and I wasn't. <laughs> actually, because what's weird is I was thinking, I was like, well, I'm not going to say anything. Cause I, oh, wait, yeah, I do have something to say. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I did not see myself doing this. I did not want to do this. and um, But yeah, Brandon did. And it's actually a really strong gift that you have. I've seen you do this in others too. Um, you you are given some insight and discernment about what the Lord is doing in somebody before it happens. And so it's a it was a real gift. It was jarring, like it was. <laughs> it wasn't like I felt like, oh yeah, that's. I was almost like no. That doesn't, and so it it, <laughs> it was like a no. I, I don't want to do that. Um, but then it's probably an indication of that the Lord's really doing something, especially if your first reaction is I, I'm afraid of that. That doesn't seem right. But it was, it wasn't the kind of thing where you're like, I really want somebody to say something about this, and then you, you kind of fish for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then they're like, oh, yeah, I see that. And you're like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. The Lord was telling me. Um, hey, do you think I could be a lead pastor? <laughs> right. I'm thinking about signing up for America's Got Talent. Huh? You think it's, you could do that? I'm going to juggle. Um, but I, it was really cool just to see. <laughs> so the late reaction is so fun. Um, but I, it, the Lord used it. And, and absolutely was one of, and not just for me, even the Lord used you indirectly with Lisa too. Um, and it was just because I think you were, you were tapped into something with the spirit and it, it, the truest sense of the word prophecy. Yeah. I feel like so many, so many things in my life, you know, again, I, I think back to, uh, back to my dad, like my dad would make me do things <laughs> that he saw in me that mm-hmm. I didn't want to do. Brandon, you did that to me multiple, multiple times um, where you're just like, Hey, don't be so timid in your leadership. Just do what God's given you to do and actually grab hold of it and take ownership of it. And, and, you know, in other moments, even, you know, just with, with each of you, I, I know, even presently just coming alongside and we, we all know the insecurity that comes with doing anything. And so just having, just having that encouragement, like, Hey, you're doing a good job or, or even more than that. Like, Hey, I like you as a person. It's just like, okay, okay. I can keep doing this. (laughs) And so I don't know. It's, it's sometimes, sometimes it's really big and profound. Like I see this I see this gifting in you and I, th- I think you can do this and this is maybe not something you've done before, but I'm, I'm really recognizing this in you. And, and, uh, but other times it's just like something as simple as like, Hey, I really like you. And that, I don't know that, that also fans me. <laughs> Brandon that is a big time fanner though, man. Yeah. Br- <laughs> Brandon is a fanner. He's a fanner. I, I don't know if that was sarcasm or not. I'm going to assume it is. No, it's true, man. You you do this. I think all of us all of us are here because of because of your leadership. I think we've all been we all got kind of called by the Lord through you in a lot of ways. <laughs> it's true. Actually, yeah, it's true. Every so, person on this podcast had you do that yeah. in some form or another. It dwindled right out of you. Yes. <laughs> that was <laughs> That's what you that's how you formed it. Your question earlier. You're like, has it kind of dwindled out of you in any way? You know, to fan up just <laughs> like, dwindled see, out of me. You, you see, there's a good friendship <laughs> is when they can just rip you apart. It's dwindled just, right out. You know what's love. Help you handle your insecurities <laughs> with your horrible grammar. That's right. And mm, I see something dwindling out of you right now. <laughs> yeah I, i'm the punching bag folks i'm the punching bag just letting yep. you know i'm the punching bag that's what you get for being the fanner <laughs> i'm delayed so it's like oh it's gosh. so weird oh no you're on time here that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's for that's all right oh, and brandon i know that you didn't bring this up so we would just like talk about you but uh, I mean, it's so true, man. Like I'm prime example that um, when I served for a number of years as a worship pastor, and then uh, I took like a sabbatical from full-time ministry and worked in sales uh, for three years. And then 
we maintained a friendship for all those years, um, just very intentional, very like, hey, let's grab coffee. Hey, let's do this. Like, let's let's ch- let's hang out. Let's chill. And um, and when I really was, and you were always though, very conspicuous. You were like, but we got to do it in a place where I won't know anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when I was kind of like sensing and like the Lord being like, hey, I'm calling you back. I'm calling you back to vocational ministry. And, and I'm like resisting it and had so many insecurities. And you saw something that I didn't even think was there. Like I was thinking like, well, if I go back, I don't want to be a worship pastor necessarily, but I don't know what else. And then you just saw it. You you have that ability to just see things uh, before um, we can see it hmm. and other people can see it. So it's like, yeah, like worship pastor. I mean, a missions pastor. Um, I think you, with your background, what you what the Lord has done through you in the past and all that, like, this is what it is. And I'm like, really? I wasn't even thinking that. And then it was like, yes, the Lord confirmed it. So that has just been a beautiful, enriching uh, friendship um, through that. And you have that ability. And uh, and I want to be able to do that with other people. And, and I want to continue to grow in, in seeing the potential in other people through friendship, too. Heck yeah. You guys, it's dwindling out of you all right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like seriously, like it's it's actually really, it's actually really, it's actually right now in real time, fanning the flame in me a little bit that has kind of like dissipated. I would just say it's like ever since I've come down here, you know, to Austin, like you all have been absolutely instrumental in keeping the flame going alongside with like the Holy Spirit, my own responsibility in fanning into flame and just speaking life into me, reminding me, you know, and it's just like, it's so, so, so it's been so crucial for me to endure, to be persevering, to stay faithful to the Lord. And so like, it's such a gift. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for joining us uh, for episode 21 of Unfinished People. Uh, We pray for you guys. We want to encourage you. Um, maybe if, if you have been a person who's like, I need these kinds of friendships. I've bailed on friendships before because they haven't responded the way just even what we said earlier, just to ask, pray and ask the Lord to not only show you some people that you can, um, pursue somewhat, but also how to be that friend who is born for adversity, who's loving at all times, who's kind of, weathering through a little bit of some of the storms and trusting Jesus um, with that place of eating community and watching it be built in front of you and kind of the disappointments that go with it. But um, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. And we will pick back up the pot we stirred last week about the kingdom of God and politics and how it hits uh, all of our feelings and hurts them. All right. Thanks for joining us later. Bye-bye.